0: is up ladies and gentlemen and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the drop-in you know it's a very very special episode corey and i and corey stewart is a gentleman that works here at nrm he's an awesome dude and when i want to go on the road when i want to take the show on the road corey is my guy he's the guy that comes with me and we do some filming and today we are going to spend all day out here at Party at the Ponds. And what Party at the Ponds is, it is a backyard ramp, which you may or may not be able to see it behind me. It's past this pond a little bit, 13 foot high, huge like X-game style half pipe, and people come from all over the world to a backyard just outside of Port Huron, Michigan to ride their skateboards, barbecue, Giant bonfires every night and just a huge party of stoke and Corey and I are out here all day long It is it it, it is unreal like something you've never seen before so today I plan on getting Mike Conroy Skateboard legend SMA Santa Cruz Uh, Who else is here Bob Pribble Bob Pribble over 50 still ripping just destroying places Scott Ray blue room surfboards, professional snowboarder. I plan on getting these guys to sit with me for 10, 15 minutes and talk about what this event is. This is the 10th annual party at the Ponds. He's been doing this for 10 years and there's nothing to gain out of it for him except having a great event for people to enjoy the whole day. That's what the whole thing is. But it's not just one day. People start flying in on Wednesday and they are here usually till sunday it is an event like no other tents are set up over here you got campers over here a pond here where everybody can swim you can see the children behind me enjoying the rope swing it is an event for all ages and it is just pure positivity and i'm stoked to be here i've been here three years last year i was here and i was on a, i had a cast on my leg and was on a little knee scooter uh, a couple years before that I was here. It was raining. We were skating his backyard ramp, or I'm sorry his basement mini ramp was where the session was. So this year with perfect weather the skating is unreal and the guests are just going to inspire you and really uh, educate you on what skateboarding has done for so many people. Every different generation is here. We have a uh, little wreath 14 years old ripping Bob Pribble over 50 ripping it. It really is um, crosses demographic lines. Skateboarding does, but it's much more than that. There are friends here that I haven't seen in 20 years, and when we hug each other, it's like we just were uh, in the same room yesterday together. It is an unreal event, and I am so stoked to be here. Stoked, Corey could come out and enjoy this because even him, you know, he has never experienced an event quite like this. Because it's, it's, it's different. It's different than if you go to the X Games or different than if you go to a local skate park and they're having a contest. This kind of environment, there's nothing on the line, there's no sponsors, there's uh, you know nothing to gain except to have a good time, ride your skateboard, and enjoy the stoke of everybody here. And we've been here for a little while now, and I think one of the coolest things is there are people that have never skated a half pipe of this size before. And dropping it is when you start. Like at the top of the ramp, you see guys stand up there and and roll into a ramp, that's called dropping in. Uh, Dropping in on this ramp is a trick. That is a challenge, it's terrifying. And the people who have dropped in for the first time, the cheer, you can hear it all the way to freaking Ohio, probably in Florida. And you'll also see some of the raddest tricks ever to be pulled on a half pipe and the the cheer is the same. It is the same from the person who is just learning to the person who's been doing it and is a professional. The stoke is the same and I think that's one of the best things. That's one of the highlights for me being here is to watch that because I've been there. I know what it's like to drop in for the first time and to pull world-class tricks. The excitement is the same. I have gotten goosebumps. Uh, probably every 15 minutes while I've been here already because the emotion the stoke the energy is there it is there and I want you to experience that so that's why we're doing this show from Party at the Ponds. I want to thank you once again for tuning in today because this is special you know me sitting down with Mike Conroy this is the guy I watched in magazines my whole life and growing up skateboarding in Michigan we lived through magazines we didn't get to see it Uh, Outside our back door and now I get to sit down with this guy and talk to him about his skateboard career And that's so rad so rad to be able to do that So thank you so much for tuning in I'm not gonna run my mouth too much longer because we're gonna get right into the interviews You know Peter Fernay sat down with me and that does that guy does things for skateboarding networking skateboarders networking people and he travels with his job, but he carries skateboarding with him and you're gonna hear from Peter today. So stay with us for this whole hour and just just see that skateboarding is more than just a useless wooden toy. It does so much more than that. The culture is such a different kind of energy that I haven't seen too many other places. The stoke is real and you're gonna see it in the next 50 minutes. So just enjoy it and thank you once again for tuning into the drop-in how you doing ladies and gentlemen out here at party at the ponds 10. 10 years rich has been putting this on and it just continues to grow the stoke is incredible i've been out here three of those years and each time you know i get to meet new people and uh, the community comes from all over the country heck sometimes international it is amazing and we're just outside of port here on michigan And that's just outside, you know, right near the thumb. If you're looking at your map right now, I have the honor, the honor of sitting with a great friend of mine Peter Fernay, and Pete thank you very Absolutely, much for taking man. the time today. I no,
1: I, I, I like the opportunity and I, I really like what you're doing here it's, you know, kind of spreading the word on the Stoke so that's just as important as the Stoke itself.
0: Yeah totally and, and you know when I show up out here you're working it I mean you're just getting the fire pit ready you're always just all over the place just helping to make the event go smooth for everybody and getting your skate on in between.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Rich is probably one of the coolest people that I've met as far as what he does is, you know, gives back and uh, he works. And, you know, as the party's grown, I see that there's you know, more responsibilities come on. And one of the things that, you know, the community that supports him really wants to do is it make it so that his labor is still low. Like, you know, as the party triples in size, like we want Rich's labor to be, you know, what it was the first time, the party pawns one or two. You know he puts us on for everyone and uh it's, it's it's really important to me and a couple of the other guys you know todd morrow is just a, a major part of this um you know and then all the kids all the, like, the toledo michigan kids it it's you look at what everybody's got going on, everybody's having a good time, but it doesn't happen magically and it doesn't happen from, you know, space dust. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's an honor to actually do it, you know? So anyway.
0: And you personally, you know, I follow you on the social network, I really do. And I see what you're doing for skateboarding as a whole. I mean, all over the, you're everywhere, dude. How, how do you get around the country? And I mean always supporting it, helping people out, helping them make stuff like this happen. Yeah. You do some great things there's, and uh, I wanted to thank you first.
1: Oh, and yeah, uh, it's it's an opportunity that I'm, I'm grateful to have. You know, there's there's two things. I travel a lot with work. So everything from, you know, capitalizing on opportunities there. Um, you know, if I'm going somewhere, whether it's international or not, or, or even regional, uh, you know, I really capitalize on that. Um, I like to keep a network together. One of the things that I am I do a lot of my skateboarding vicariously, really. So it's like if I can connect the dots between two people, that you know somebody's like, oh, I'm in Florida, I'm going to be in Seattle next week. I'm like, all right, well, let's get you a vert session in Seattle. Like I'm going to connect the dots, and it's important, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty. I'd like to say not strict, but uh, you know I, I, I take some time and you know try to filter out the people, and you know if I pass on a vouch on somebody, it's I'd like to make sure that's worthy. But uh, that's the first part is just like traveling, and then the other part of it is I just I really like to do it. You know, so it's it's part of my hobby, I guess, is you know, push, push, push. Yeah. You know, I don't know, it's uh sometimes the aggression gets some people, you know, gets them the wrong way, but at the end of the day, you know, you piss somebody off a little bit, and guess what? They get that front side grind. You know.
0: You know it gonna, really.
1: And that's that's metaphorical as it is literal. You know, they're gonna it's gonna happen. You know, like you're working on a trick, you're working on something, Ah, oh, I'd really like to get there, I'd really like to do it.
0: Do. Well, and what I've seen is that translates to life. You know, you overcome the fear, like for those of you who don't know, that ramp's 13 foot high, 11 foot transition, two foot of it is straight up and down, terrifying for the first timer and sometimes for somebody who hasn't stepped on a ramp of that size ever. It is, it is a, a feeling that I can't even try to equivocate to some, somebody who's never done it. And so to see different riders of all ages. I mean, Reef. How old's Reef? He's like
1: Reef's fourteen now,
0: and he's crushing it. Crushing it. You got Curran
1: Atterbury out there who just turned thirteen. Yeah, Curran. Curran is is ripping. Um, you know, Reef's got a lot of a lot of tricks right now. Like Curran's where Reef was last year. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, they both have ramps. It's like each year. I can't wait to see what their progression is. It's like. You know, what Curran's done in the past year and a half alone is, you know, he's gone from, like, the little kid who had a lot of tricks to ripping. And, like, he's fine-tuned his tricks. He's, uh, I don't know, he's, he's got an amazing smile on his face. And it's, you know, it's, he's a key component in a great scene out of Wilmington. And it's, you know, like, he kind of, he's the bookend. You got Drake that's the bookend on the senior end, and you got Kern that's the bookend on the on the other end on the junior end, and everything in between. So that's that's just yeah, the whole it's all growing. It's
0: and one of the raddest things about events like this they're happening all over. And I'll say the East Coast because that's what I paid the most attention to. It's all we eight. work
1: for it harder at the East Coast. You know, we, we don't we, have, we don't have it. We get a few months of the year we're spread out. You know, I mean you can go from San Francisco to the Los Angeles or San Diego in 12 hours if the traffic's good. You know, you've got Burlington, Vermont, to you know Fort Lauderdale, Florida, to Port Huron, Michigan, to St. Louis. Like, it doesn't happen just like that. So we all got to pull together. We we work harder for it, and it means that uh, the rewards greater. You know, that's no shit talk on the, the on California. It's just that we work harder. Well, we do. On the,
0: you know, I see things like the Renegade Vert, si- Vert series. That's yep. bringing people together, and they will schedule their vacation time. They will schedule vacations. Schedule their life around this renegade vert series and it's backyard ramps like rich ponds. And it is such a cool thing. And also something that was just brought up, you know, you have Curran who's 13 and Drake who's what, probably mid forties maybe. Yeah. Yep. And, and so not too many places on the planet Can you find a 13-year-old and a 40-something-year-old stoking each other out and driving each other on a level playing field?
1: Well, the the equalizer, it's family. And a lot of people say things about, oh, you know, you know, Family is not just blood and everything else like this. And this is no disrespect to you know an actual you know family lines, but things like this we get together and it crosses. I mean, especially if you look at the political state where everybody wants to make statements and put characterizations on other people, you're like oh well you're this, you're that. Like there's zero of that when you're on deck, and that's that's the family. It's like doesn't matter you're 13, 14, you know male, female you know persuasion this persuasion that like when you're on deck clicking your tail over you've made a commitment to all 40 people that you're with that you're ready to do the same thing that they are you understand where they're at and that that sense of community overrides everything else so it's it's you know i don't know it's just it's a wonderful thing it's a feeling that's short of my babble mouth, it's indescribable.
0: Yeah, exactly, and, and you know, another thing I'd like to bring up is, I saw a gentleman up there, and I don't know his name, he did a ho-ho plant, a crazy hand plant, walking around on his hands, back into the ramp. The, the cheer was- Texas will. Texas will, was rad. The cheer you could probably hear at the other side of the state, but then I also saw a gentleman, do his first backside air or this sketchy backside air whatever last year it was gabby with an eggplant and and the cheer is the same first yep. drop in raddest trick you ever saw the cheer is the same we, the stoke know is the same what
1: it's like because everybody's been there or is is being there and it's so you know i was working with a guy last night on frontside grinds I want to be a part of that, like selfishly, I want to be a part of his first frontside grind. Because yeah. I know that feeling, like I know what he's going to go home and, and feel, and I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I helped him with
0: that. <laughs> and I get goosebumps just talking about it.
1: But that's that's it, I mean, that's a legitimate feeling. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's indescribable unless you're doing it and.
0: Yeah, and you said it, we've all been there. We've all been there in that first frontside grinder, first drop in, or whatever it is, and party at the ponds, It embodies all of that. It embodies the first-timer, the 30-year veteran, doesn't matter. And there's tents all over here. I'm sure you're gonna see it in the B-roll. I'm I'm honest about this show. The B-roll's been filmed. We we got a fire that's, I mean, it rivals Burning Man. And this is what- The party starts when everybody gets a piece of watermelon. (laughs) Yeah, they just blew up a watermelon and everybody got a piece. Yes, definitely. But everybody gets watermelon.
1: The party doesn't start until everybody gets a piece. <laughs> it's really hard to give out 150 pieces of watermelon simultaneously.
0: Yeah, but at M80, you'll do it pretty quickly. <laughs> but, so you guys just heard from Peter Fernay. That dude is all over the country and is just spreading the stoke. I mean, I really want to sit down with him for a whole hour because he does a lot for the skateboard community. And you you heard it, you you freaking heard it. That dude is just all in. And it doesn't matter if he's shoveling ashes out of the fire pit, or he's running to get water, or he's doing inverts on the 13 foot ramp you see behind me, it doesn't matter. He just embraces it all. Well, he put Derek K on the spot and said, you gotta get him over here for the next one. So Derek, thank you so much for sitting down with us here. Um, you know, look, he, You have been in the game for a very long time. You've got to do some really great things. And you come all the way out here from Baltimore to spend a weekend in Michigan. And and why do you do it? Why are you here, man? Honestly, for the love of the
2: game and for the healthiness of it and the camaraderie. The whole package involved is, um, it's way more than a sport. It's way more, it's a brotherhood, a sisterhood. it helps people, it saves our lives, a lot of us, you know? Um, some of us have addiction problems and staying active and staying on the point with yourself and your friends and uh, putting yourself out there and being honest with yourself and letting your friends be with you and, and be who you are. Skateboarding does that more than any other sport. I grew up playing high school lacrosse and soccer and all that stuff and um, You know, skateboarding's different. It is a lifestyle and it is the best workout for sure.
0: (laughs) Well, and you brought up so many cool things. Cause I grew up playing hockey. I was a goaltender for, that was my first love. Stopping hockey pucks in my face. Hell yeah. And and then you bring up uh, addiction. I just passed two and a half years of being sober and I just get goosebumps, I get them all the time. Congrats. And that was August 2nd. And and I see on your Facebook post, you know, you're not shy about, you know, you've been what, sober over six years now? Yeah, over six years. Here's my take on it all.
2: I grew up pretty hard, um, but I was never a bad person. Um, I've always been a good person. I've always been the guy that everybody loves. I'm the guy that people would come to when they have problems. I'm the guy whose parents would take in people, but I'm also the guy who, you know, after a while um, some bad things happened and I went from a beer drinker to vodka and addiction ran wild well with my family um, and uh, I feel that I'm not a bad person, I, I stumbled in life, you know, and what I can do at this point, still having a little say and, and still being active I want the young kids and the younger generation to know, I, there's nothing wrong with drinking beer or hanging out but some of us have a problem and it starts early and you start to question yourself early I know I did and and you start to realize things start to happen that aren't happening to other people um so I feel like if we can help anyone if I can help anyone in this life one up and get get themselves back up on the right track of life like I am um then I'm doing something right in life you know it's not a it's giving back and and it man not to try and preach but It feels good when people call, hit me up every couple weeks and tell me that they're one year or that they're one month. Or heck, even that they are off the wagon but are coming back and trying again because it took me more than one try in a rehab. Um, But it's not making us bad people. Some of us are predetermined to have problems with it, you know? And if we let our, our personalities get to it
0: with us, next thing you know, we're on fire in a bad spot by ourselves well, and you've taken skateboarding to quite a high level. Yes. And, you know, for me, anything I'm in, I'm all in. And, yes. and a similar kind of story, you know? I picked up just drinking socially with my friends and they were all stoked, you know? I remember Danforth like, yeah, little Gerald's drinking now, because yeah. I didn't. Right. Well, I'm all in. Right. And, it, and it went away quick. Yes. My it, it it made me somebody who I, I didn't want to be. Yes. And like you, on the way here, I was on a phone with a guy who thought there was no hope. And yeah. we're gonna have breakfast tomorrow morning and, and, and discuss it a little bit. So it's a rad feeling. Yes. But look where you are today, dude. Like a month ago, you're doing a demo with Bucky Lastic. Yep. How yes. was that, man? That
2: was pretty funny, right? mini ramp with, you know, my, we grew up, I mean, his, I'm his daughter's godfather and he's my daughter's godfather. So, uh you know, we grew up and been through it all. Um, really cool just to hang out. It was awkward riding mini ramp. Yeah. And it's not just me. We had Rodney Jones with us too. He, he was our cushion, but um, me and Bucky both had to go uh, soak our feet in the cold water after the first day of demo and running out of stuff. Our old bodies, man, our feet, we're definitely feeling it. But local scene, we got pulled down to Ocean City, Maryland, um, a first event for them to have, and it was really cool that they remembered their local heroes, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm Baltimore, but we have so many roots in Ocean City from the early skateboard days all the way through, you know, so it was cool that they remembered us and we got back there and they let us do our thing and the ramp was good, Eric Adelson made a really nice ramp on the beach and, uh, for a mini ramp thing, I made it out alive. How about that, you know what I mean? And Rodney
0: Jones a ripper too. I've been fortunate oh. to be in a few events with him like throughout my career oh, yeah. and just a great dude. A great always smiling, always positive.
2: Oh yeah. oh yeah, we are like the Baltimoreans. We, uh, yeah, Rodney, me and Bucky, we hung out the whole time. It was good, it was really good. And uh, Rodney kills everything, you yes. know, so it's good to have that. So it was uh, it was a really good time, really good way to start the summer off and get it going. But here's where we all want to be. This is the spot that's, um, no matter what, this is going on your calendar. If you come to Party at the Ponds, and I said in one of my posts, because of course Tony Hawk was here last year, and that was a a great treat. Don't get me wrong, I love you Tony. But it's not about Tony, it's not about Derek, it's about Party at the Ponds, and that's the best thing about this get-together. There's no, contest there's no times there's no respect the owners respect the people around you and you're set for one of the funnest times that you'll never forget in your life you know it's laid back it's it's really good it's good for all ages too you know there's there's young kids getting wild all night long <laughs> I'm not gonna lie you know
0: We hold our ground. Us old folk move back to the motor (laughs) lodge. Well, and you're exactly right. We got a swimming hole over here with a rope swing. You got horseshoes. Uh, This ramp is incredible. Bands playing all night, giant bonfire. It is an event, like Derek said, that people, I mean, they mark it on the calendar. They know that first week of August, they're coming just outside of Port Huron, Michigan. To, to spend a weekend of just just fun. And you skate when you want to skate, you chill when you want to chill. There's no schedule. There's no, no right or wrong way to do it. It's people smiling and having a good time. It really is. And it, it's just a rad event. But it, it doesn't matter if you're like going
2: for a 7 foot 540 or
0: your very first grind, the
2: stoke is the same. And that's one thing that I think has changed from the early days of vert skating, where it was hard to climb up the ranks as a little kid coming up, because all the dudes, they were, you know, it was hard to gain that respect. Where I think vert's taken a turn in the last couple years, and I think it's a mo- one of the most welcoming uh, scenes by far for newcomers. And and we always stress just to like rip for you, like do your thing. If you know, if I'm trying something over here, that's not what you do. You try what you come to try, and. Uh, I think it's come around. I think it's a lot less of the uh, pushback from the older generation to like, no, kids, you got to be this good to get up here. It's, it's not like that anymore at all. It's pretty um, welcoming, I think.
0: Well, and Peter and I were talking about, you know, somebody could be doing a seven foot five forty or their very first drop in, and the cheer is the same. Absolutely
2: the same. The, the stoke's the same, and it's genuine. That's it's the best part. It's not a. It's not a fake stoke for a television or, or... It's straight up. You are seeing someone going for something that is a, an accomplishment in their life. And they're, they're pushing their limits and in and, and a healthy environment. And that's uh, very awesome, you know? Yeah. I, I really love it. It's, it's great coming here. Rich is an awesome host. And Jen, I mean, they, they do this for... They do this, they want this. They want to do this for people. That's, um, in this day and age, the world could learn a lesson from Jen and Rich Pond about just being good people and like
0: wanting to see people have fun, you know? And the benefit isn't isn't in their pocketbook. It's, it, it, is, it is a vibration. And you hear me talk about the vibration, and the stoke and the butterfly effect. And this kind of event just promotes pure positivity that's radiating for thousands and thousands of miles. That is the sole reason that the ponds put this on. Derek, thank you so much for hanging out with me for a minute.
2: Hey, have a good one, and uh, see you next year. I'll see you before, right? Right on, bro, man. man.
0: Thank you so much. Now I get the honor of sitting down with a gentleman who I've been seeing my whole career. I've been skateboarding 35 years, and Bob Pribble has always been in the magazines. I'm checking it out, I'm getting the stoke. And I actually just got to shake his hand for the first time today. So, Bob, thank you so much for sitting down with us here today. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, you've been doing this for a minute. Why do you come out to Party at the Ponds? You know, what, what drives you to come out here and ride your skateboard and hang out and do what you do?
3: Well, for me, it's a little personal because I'm originally from the Midwest. I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana, and when I was in high school, I started to travel all around the Midwest, and I would come to michigan wisconsin illinois kentucky ohio and we would skate at backyard ramps when we were you know 15 16 17 and then when i got a little better i you know the game was out in california so i moved out to california during my college years and skateboarded with all those guys on the west coast so now I live on the East Coast. I live in the Washington D.C. area, and for me, this is kind of like a homecoming. I come back to the Midwest and get to skate with like a bunch of people that some of whom I've known, you know, for like 40 years of my life.
0: Right on, man! And you know, I follow you on social media, so I see you're out and skating and doing your thing. The Renegade Vert series is doing right? great. Yeah. This backyard ramp series that is on the East Coast and. Uh, and it's just rad to see you still out skating, doing your thing, promoting the stoke. Um, to have you here in Port Huron is just rad. Or, I'm sorry, we're in Jetto, actually. I keep Jetto. getting Port yeah, Huron. Yeah, Jetto, Michigan. Because uh, that's the closest big city that you could relate to. Um, but we're actually in Jetto, Michigan. It's about a two-hour drive for me to get out here. And this is the third year I've been out to party at the ponds. And each year, I get to meet more and more people, every different age. Reef is like 14 years old. I mean, it is so rad to come out here, and especially to meet people like you, Bob. I mean, how long have you been riding a skateboard, dude?
3: Well, uh, I started skateboarding when I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade. It was like 1974, 1975, and you know, skateboarding was like the hula hoop. You know, it came out uh, with the advent of the urethane wheel, and they invented urethane, and somebody slapped it on a skateboard, so. Everything before that was over, like the steel wheels, the clay wheels, that was, you know, that was the before times. So modern skateboarding sort of started in about 1974, 1975, when the urethane wheel was invented. And coincidentally, it was invented in the state of Maryland, where I live now.
0: Right on. Little history. (laughs) Right on. So do you have one highlight of your career that stands out above anything else, or is it just one big... One big thing.
3: Honestly, I'll throw this out here. You know, I started skating like in the mid-70s and then, you know, I was probably most competitive in the mid-80s, but I'm actually having more fun skateboarding now than I've ever had in my life. I think you have to kind of live most of your life to know what's important and what's not important. So I know I say this on behalf of almost everybody I ride with that, you know, we're having like our best days right now. This is this is what it's about. You mentioned the Florida Vert Series uh, earlier, which was renamed the Renegade Vert Series. And so uh, there's a division there which is like the over 50 skaters and you know most contests we have somewhere between 10 and 20 people that are in this over 50 division and most of those guys like we skated against each other back in like the 1980s and so it's like the same guys and you know it's just fun getting together and you know we push each other and so we just get really psyched about going to the next event and then you know when you've been doing it as long as we've been doing it some of these young guys like there's a you know kid up there you know Wyatt Wissenbecker and I started skating with him and he was like nine years old. And like he's you know, Nine years old, you know? He's ripping. Yeah. And now he's like 19. Right.
0: Yeah. And I get to uh, experience that myself. You know, I, I stopped by a local park here in Detroit on Wednesday. And I just got out to do some frontside grinds and whatnot. And there were so many other skaters there that i've known since they were 10 11 12 years old and they're giving me hugs we ain't seen each other in a while and they inspire me today as much as they claim i inspired them coming up it's a rad feeling
3: yeah there's um a lot of michigan skaters you know from my generation that are you know just rippers back in the day and like you know pushed us all and like i'm thinking of like bill danforth um the year i moved out to california in uh 1984 like bill danforth drove out and like a little chevy chevette and he was living in the Detroit area. I drew out, drove out from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, in a little red Volkswagen. And you know, other guys that come to mind are like Bill Ferguson from the Endless Summer Skate Park, Chris Opie Moore, you know, who still plays, you know, punk rock music and negative approach. And you know, like I ran into like uh, Chris, like in New York City. I went to see his band play, you know, last year, and walked up to him, and was like, "Hey, Opie, what's going on?"
0: Yeah, and those are the guys I was looking up to. Right I, got, I got to tour the country with Danforth a few times, and Opie, I just spoke with him not too long ago, because he's doing some really cool stuff in, in New York, and he's yeah. going to come on the show in November when he's in town. Right on. And I, you bring up some great names. I heard Ferguson might show up here today. Ferg, I heard that. And then yeah. I'd love to sit down with Ferg, because you know, we, the only indoor skate park we had through the 90s in Michigan was the K-Zoo Skate Zoo. And I blame Ferg for me, uh, you know, having the luxury to turn pro and do that because I would drive, right I would drive to Kalamazoo every single weekend by myself to skate. And Ferg has been a huge inspiration to me. I was at his bachelor party, you know, awesome. in, in Opie's van. And so, um, some great names you bring up who are very influential in the, the Midwest. Heck, the national skate team, Toko's back riding yeah, again.
3: Bill's riding, yeah.
0: Yeah, and yeah. so those guys have been very inspirational in my life. One team, one dream. Yeah, as you have been inspirational in my life. So thank you so much, great. Bob, for sitting down with us here today, man.
3: Happy to be here.
0: So. All right, so we already have heard from Peter Fernay, Derek Kay, representing Maryland, and Bob Pribble. The people here, it is every different walk of life, every age, race, religion, you name it, all come together for one thing and that's a backyard skate jam called Party at the Ponds. It is amazing. And for me, coming up through the 80s, it was all backyard ramps. You had to find them and search them out. And I ran into one of my oldest friends, Brett Pierce. And growing up in Flint, growing up at the same time I did, you had to search out some serious backyard oh, yeah. ramps. Yeah. Correct?
4: Yup. Yeah, it was a big uh, big thing, you know, go to find the newest city that built a vert ramp, you know, and then they die like in you know a month or so. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, you're, was tough.
0: you're still, you know, we're still pushing around, doing yeah. our thing. and now public skate parks are showing up everywhere. The backyard sessions like this are awesome because it, it keeps uh, the stove going in a different kind of environment. But we're getting public skate parks all over the right. world now. Yeah. You're working on one in Flint, Michigan, correct?
4: Yes. Yup. So Flint, Michigan, uh, we're, we're you know we're signing uh, we're signing with con- with Grindline right now, and uh, it's happening. Uh, Flint skate park, you know. Um, been a long journey for me to get that place established and things are really falling in line well now. I think it's it's gonna be a really nice place and great for the kids and uh, well, just stoked the- to get parks around so kids can have things to ride and not have to go an hour away.
0: Yes <laughs> and not only kids but us you yeah. know I mean it's rad to try to pass this on to the next generation and that's what I look at. I'm working on one with drop-in downriver in out, which is southeastern Michigan about 20 minutes south of Detroit. If you look at a map, Flint, Michigan stands out, and I could say like a sore thumb as a funny joke, but not at all. Brett is bringing something to the community that is going to bring the youth, every different walk of life, together, and and it's all about the stoke.
4: It is. It is. And you know, there is definitely some selfish thing, because I'm like, me and my older buddies, we're going to skate this all the time and teach the kids. You know, we're going to like bring up the whole community. It's going to be just skate parks, They're just not
0: evil. (laughs) And they're special. They are special, you know. Great places. The more parks we get around the country, the more of this we get to have. This is what you get seven nights a week in the local skate parks. and, And the party at the ponds, this is number 10. rich pond Pond has been doing this for 10 years in his backyard and it continues to grow people come from all over the country all over the world really i mean we saw derek k flying in from maryland bob pribble from dc peter fernay from indiana brett pierce makes the drive down from flint to spend the day with the the brothers there's a commonality
4: just yeah hanging out the skateboarding thing is the you know you can go to a skate park and see just a variety of characters and individual, you know, and stuff. They're all getting along. Skateboarding is the skate park is just, you know, in events like this. I love it.
0: And it's an instant brotherhood. You know, yeah, every bro. year i have been out here, yeah. I, I meet somebody new, but it's like we've known each other for the last two decades. Yeah. There is a bond there that we are trying to recreate for generations to come. You in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Me in Wyandotte, Michigan and and just trying to continue that, to keep on going, that ball rolling. Cause it's done so much for me in my life. You and I may not have ever met had it not been for a skateboard.
4: Yeah, well, and uh, you think about like some of the older freak bros and stuff, they got to ride uh, Flint. Flint had cement like in the late seventies and stuff. You know, that all went away when, I, when all that time I started skating. But uh, there's a lot of history in, in Michigan you know that that doesn't get exposed but
0: yeah well and on a past show i found out i had bill toko legendary pro skateboarder bill toko on a past episode of the drop-in and when we were discussing skateboard history did you know michigan when we had endless summer skate park it was one of four in the country that's
4: rad i see i didn't know that and that yeah that was something before my time like just
0: before my time i had no clue
4: and i've seen some
0: Photos yeah, yeah. So, you know, this kind of an event brings people all uh, from all over the world together. It brings friends like us. We've been friends more wow. than two decades, yeah. and oh. it brings us together with just a reason to smile yeah. and have fun and sit wow. down here with you and share the stoke across the
4: world. It's so great, you know, and that, yeah. Like we've been skating together for hours. it's awesome, dude. Like.
0: And still, it puts a smile, you know, that's it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. So uh, with that, I just want to say, we got a few more interviews coming up. I mean, different people here, everyone has a similar story of the the stoke and the inspiration and the influence skateboarding has had on their life, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than just grinding curbs or skating a ramp. It is the lifelong friendships like Brett and mine that, that this culture cultivates and we're gonna share it with the world. So thank you so much, Brett, for sitting down with me, brother. Always good to see you. And my next guest, I've been watching this guy for a very long time. Um, East Coast Ripper, I mean, Mount Trashmore, when I was 14, we were on a family vacation and we went out of the way i couldn't even skate a vert ramp at the time but i had to go and try to skate mount trashmore it was amazing and i lived across the street from a garbage dump called mount trashmore it's crazy but that ramp is legendary and now it is my honor to be sitting next to mr mike conroy mike thank you so much for sitting down with us today man so what brings you out to party at the ponds man
5: to party at the ponds Yeah. yeah it's a good time it's a lot of fun
0: and how many years you been coming out here?
5: This is uh, the fourth year. Yes. Yeah, fourth year in a row.
0: They do an amazing event here. You, you, I've been out here three times. The last two years, I've seen you with your Tiki Bar. And yeah. you, you bring the spread and, yeah. and make almost a week of it, because you were just up in Traverse City yeah. doing some kayaking, huh?
5: Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we just love it up here in Michigan. Yeah. The weather's great. There's lots to do. And then, you know, center everything around party of the ponds here, man. What could be better?
0: right on right on and and also i want to add for you the viewer you can uh, check out shipyard skateboards you still got pro models coming out and stuff you're still doing it
5: yeah yeah we actually got something coming out real soon something new special graphic
0: (laughs) special graphic yeah
5: one that's special to me yeah yeah
0: well and your graphics have always been iconic i mean going all the way back uh, I mean, they—they're like burned into my head, and even currently, like the board you're riding today, yeah. that graphic is super rad.
5: Yeah, I've been fortunate, some good artists working with. Yeah, I really love it.
0: So coming up, when what made you start riding a skateboard?
5: I was just a kid. We were—I don't know—a couple friends of mine. We were 12, 13 years old, and just decided we were going to get skateboards for Christmas one year. There was an old torn-down skateboard uh, park. It was concrete, called Thunderbolt in Virginia Beach. And uh, they just went in with bulldozers, broke up the concrete, and left it all there. So kids over the years dug out parts of it, and we just learned how to skate on that. I learned how to skate transition on a dugout piece of an old snake run. Jagged right. top and everything. Yeah, that's,
0: that's where I started. And then Trashmore, iconic yeah, ramp?
5: That came later, yeah. That was great. And is it still there? It's still, well, not the old ramp, but there's still a big vert ramp there. And uh, a lot of the guys are still there. And uh, actually, I credit that skating there with all of those guys with uh, as, as much as I've done because I never would have got where I did if I didn't learn how to skate with those guys.
0: And how did you get noticed like on the national scene?
5: Well you know back then there wasn't an internet there wasn't you know all the things we have now and so we just I started competing amateur just around Virginia Beach and some other cities and uh, I just I think one day I just decided I wanted to ride for Gordon Smith. And I actually sent them like a whole package full of photos. You know, I did the whole nerd thing. I wrote a letter with a whole list of tricks that I knew how to do and all that kind of stuff. And next thing I know, I got a box in the mail, and I was sponsored by GNS. So that's where that started. Yeah.
0: And then, I mean, from there, it's it's. I like I said, I followed you in the magazines. Yeah. And and some of the the raddest photos of, I mean, just some really. Class plans and just the tweaks and the different things. The East Coast guys had a very different style than yeah. the West Coast guys.
5: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty discernible. And uh, we we pushed each other really hard. You know, go faster, go harder, do it louder, do it bigger, tweak it more. You know, it just it just was never ending. Yeah.
0: And you continue to do it, man. Yeah, I'm you trying. continue to
5: do I'm it. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love it.
0: So I'm sitting here with Mike Conroy. We're at party at the Ponds Ten. Uh, it is an honor for me to come out here. Last year, Henry Gutierrez sat down with me. This year, freaking Mike Conroy. I, it just, it, it's so cool, because coming out of Michigan as a skateboarder, I lived through magazines most of the time. And to be able to meet uh, the people that inspired me and stoked me, to meet them now and be able to talk, it, it is a huge honor for me. So thank you so much, Mike, that. for sitting down with us today. I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to watching you rip today. Now I get to sit down with a gentleman who has been very influential in in the Midwest from a snowboard perspective to a skateboard perspective. If you get to see this guy ride, there's not another person on the planet that can emulate Scott Ray's style. It is it is definitely a unique style and just freaking rad. So much fun to watch. So uh, with, I mean, with goosebumps. I wanna introduce you guys to Mr. Scott Ray. Thank you for sitting down with me, brother. Awesome, dude, awesome. So how's life been, man? Uh, I, I have to tell you all, make sure, Instagram, Blue Room Surfboards, uh, check it out. But how's things going, man? You're you're making skateboards? I'm making skateboards and I can't believe it took this long
6: to make skateboards. I've made snowboards, snow skate, motorcycles, I, violins. Um, and it's taken this long to make something that has been the biggest part of my life, of everything I've ever done. Music, art, skateboarding has been there since I was seven years old. 47, you know, it's the most, most influential thing in my life. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have, you know, music, bands I've toured with, you know, music wouldn't have happened. So uh, it, it is a lifestyle when people say it's a lifestyle. When your parents tell you at age 12, 13, the yellow hair, the fad, the toys you're gonna outgrow it they maybe wished it did fast forward 30 years later my dad is like um, I wish I was more supportive because I realized how involved it is and uh, now that he sees like first prizes in the X Games the Olympics and snowboarding skateboarding all avenues it's like um, he actually said day late and a dime short because he felt that he didn't see my passion way back then and uh, he was essentially saying sorry. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Exactly, know? it is you, what it is. You're still gonna skate, you're still gonna do, you're still gonna create if you have support or not. Because it, as you know, it's an individual thing that I think got you going on it. But then you found a community of camaraderie, brotherhood, and everything I've you know,
0: described before. You know? Right, and so. now we're at Party at the Pond's tent. Party at the Pond's tent. Rich Pond has been doing this for 10 years, a backyard ramp, which is what we were chasing around in the 80s and the 90s, because there wasn't skate parks everywhere. And Rich Pond has, he put this amazing structure in his backyard, and now it attracts people from all over the world. This morning, I'm putting gas in my car. Scott, texts me. What's the address, dude? I'll see you this afternoon. It reminded me of like 1989. Right. right. And and we didn't have text, but it reminded me of that. And then to get out here and see uh, everybody, I mean, Reef is 14 years old ripping and stoking out the 40-something year olds. You heard Bob Pribble, the 50 and over division, still doing it because it is, like you said, Scott, yeah. it's a lifestyle. It is it is really part of everybody's life right. that gets involved for sure, with it. For sure. For sure. And uh, and I've got a two
6: and uh, seven-month-year-old right now. I've been kind of slow on the board the last few years. I'm keeping up with him. But now he's old enough to kind of maintain his own. He's got a board. He's got a helmet. And uh, if he wants to do it, I can show him everything. Um, if he doesn't want to do it, he wants to be a ballerina, I will support him thinking about what I had to fight growing up mm-hmm. with I guess my parents were not, not supportive, but they didn't see that, okay, this is the best kid at Alpine Valley, you know? Right. I, I, I didn't save $2,300 of my own from age 13 to 14 to go to snowboard camp because I was not good, you know? And they didn't see that. Um, and you know, in the beginning of snowboarding, of skateboarding, because I would say you and I were in the tail end wave of the beginning. Yes, yes. Wouldn't you think? Yep because I got all these guys on my walls growing up. You know, I went from Stacy Peralta. There was a few that came before him,
0: um, but as far as like modern skateboarding, we were, we mm-hmm. were
6: we, we've been in it for a long time. And
0: there's been some waves that, you know, people often ask me, they're like, how'd you turn? You know, or they'll say, how'd you turn pro? My answer is always the same. I just didn't quit. Right. You know, when it took that lull and came back up and went back down, I just never quit. Right. It, was, it, right. was, it was in here. And my father was very similar, because hockey was my thing. I yeah. was stopping hockey pucks at a very high level, and he'd say, put your skateboard away, it's hockey season. You're gonna break your leg and you're gonna ruin your NHL career. So he wasn't like not supportive, but he was seeing a bigger picture with the normal run-of-the-mill bat and ball sports. Yeah, we didn't have the Sean White parents. Right
6: which was maybe three, four generations after us when we started to see that there could be something in this. And unfortunately, money rules all. And if you're not making money at it, I mean, I, I toured Utah, the entire Northwest, dipping in and out of Canada for eight, nine years. No money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the freedom to be sponsored, to pay for your passes, your chalet, your tickets, your demos the lifestyle. I was paid to have a lifestyle.
0: And you were snowboarding at a very high level. A very high level, but I, uh, like me, I turned pro in 1999 and there wasn't really money in it. You know, yes, I got to run around the country for for a handful of years and didn't have to pay for anything and have fun with my friends and skate with the the guys who I was seeing in magazines. But it's not like I was banking six figures during that time. I was just following my heart and, and I was passionate about what I was doing. Uh, Scott, I mean, I had heard before we even met. I had already heard stories, you know, and um, yeah. and and now we're friends. And there's so much uh, the similarity and the the congruence of of different different people from different parts of, especially the East Coast, of how we came up and got through it and stuck for with it. For sure, for sure, Midwest
6: especially. Uh, Midwest uh, surfing in the Great Lakes. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for about 15 years now, and it's almost like those early days of skateboarding, being chased out, kicked out, the entire school chasing you from the bus stop because you're not like everyone else. So you had to battle that growing up, and you had to battle the stigma, the dogmas, the stereotypes, the parents, the authorities. And, uh, and here I am now. You know, making a toy. Yeah, and you know, let's talk like, a
0: little bit about that sure. because you know uh, you're making some very unique skateboards, some custom stuff. There's a good mutual friend of ours, affectionately known as Jackson Greg Greg Chakowsky, who is just a beast on a skateboard. And as uh, Scott's test pilot, he yep. made Greg a sample board. and 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 skateboarding you know has evolved technology wise and a skateboard is seven layers of a veneer pressed together at a lot of pressure and then there's different concaves and pitches and different things that work and so scott here is uh using his creativity his knowledge his craftsmanship to make skateboards uh what if anybody wants to check them out how do they get a hold of you like on uh social media uh, that kind of thing definitely instagram it's in its infancy um i
6: don't have a plan to pay. I mean, you can pay PayPal right now if you want a board. But until I have a completed product, which is gonna include my name, the graphics, the look I'm going for, which we're doing that right now, um, I'm kind of keeping the demand like, okay, let's create a little demand. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about two weeks we'll be putting those on the shelf to sell. And uh, anything from polarizers to cruisers to pool boards to vert boards, of popsicle boards and like i made for drake he can't find a board that's nine half inches popsicle stick
0: so i made him a nine and a half inch popsicle stick you know And, and what he means by popsicle stick is a symmetrical looking board where the the front and the back the nose and the tail look the same once you start getting wider Boards start getting shapes to them and they start going back to uh, when we were coming up. In the 80s, they were shaped. There was a definitive front and back, nose and tail. Popsicle, which I still ride. People look at me funny sometimes because I should be riding a shape board. Uh, A Popsicle board works for me. I'm comfortable, it's like sleeping in my own bed. And if I switch that right now, it would probably be like I'm on the road sleeping in somebody else's bed. I like the board I ride, it works for me. And with Greg, he, he has a definitive style. He needs a yeah. unique shaped board that he he's can't got find. he a 13 size foot. Yeah, he's a big guy, he's um, a big
6: guy. But that's the rad thing about one-off boards, custom. Um, I'm making boards that are a cruiser that have like almost a twin tip size nose as a modern board. So you were talking about like skateboards. I've already, I'm already seeing the limitations and where skateboards are these days. I think with the X Games, with bigger hits, with bigger ramps, I've watched wheelbases go mm-hmm. bigger. And all these boards the companies are making are squeezing big wheelbases into the molds that they already have. So they're trying to get a 15-inch wheelbase, and if you're, you're noticing that the trucks have a gap right here. Oh, yeah. Because they're starting to hit the radius of the They've run out of room. And so my thing is like, okay, we're going to go towards a 16-inch wheelbase mold. that it can come in as 14.75 to a 15 and a quarter easily, mm-hmm. with having a room to give yourself more nose, more tail, whatever the skater wants.
0: Well, in the you evolution know. of the sport, yes. and I'll call it a sport because. You know, some traditionalists don't like using that term. I don't mind because there's guys out there who, I mean, they go through more than most NFL players. Here's- and and now with it in the Olympics in 2020, and the X Games is huge, and you got the Do Action Sports Tour, and it, it's, it's everywhere and very accessible to everybody. But the sport is evolving to where things are getting bigger. You know, people like Danny Way and Bob Burnquist have really stretched the envelope with the mega jumps and all this kind of stuff, and boards have to grow with that. And with the wheelbase for me, I ride a wide board with a short wheelbase because mm-hmm. it's comfortable for me. It was hard for me to find that. Sure, sure. I had a hard time 14 and a half wheelbase right. with an 8.75 width because as you get wider, the wheelbase gets bigger. Yeah. And I like wide and short wheelbase. But um, so blue room surfboards on Instagram, you can check it out. Scott Ray, we're gonna have to like set up a one-hour show with you oh, wow. because I think the knowledge wow. and, and your your story from where you came up, just a little tidbit we gave our audience today. Yeah we could fill up an hour yeah, for sure mine. but i want to thank you so much for coming out thanks for thank texting me this morning oh, you're welcome, man. <laughs> and we'll get yes. together real soon again blue room surfboards on instagram we're here at party at the ponds 10 and it Facebook brings up a- as well it brings out everybody. It does. Everybody. I get to see my brothers that I know and a lot of brothers I don't know. So, this is such a rad event and I'm stoked to be here. And we're gonna. Have to... So, here at Party at the Ponds, you know, I've said it in the previous interviews. You heard Pribble, you heard Conroy, uh, Scott Ray. It brings everybody together from all across the world. And it's people like brothers you don't even know you have yet and you meet them here and it's instant brotherhood, but also brothers you haven't seen in a decade or longer. And my next guest here is a gentleman. We've actually skated together a ton through the 90s. Um, We even did a little bit of traveling together. We've done some really great things. And I turn around the corner and I'm walking through, and bam, there's Kyle. So I bump into him and I'm going to act like a fool, and he turned around. What? So I want to introduce you to a great friend of mine, Mr. Kyle Tabor. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for sitting down with us here today. I mean, what a what a bonus for the for the weekend for me. Right on, right on. I, I didn't expect to see you here today.
7: Driving up from Maryland, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I was supposed to have some uh, company with me, but uh, in the end, I ended up uh, throwing the wife, the kids in the car, the dog. Let's go, and uh, here I am. So couldn't be more happy.
0: And you were just commenting, we do have perfect weather for yeah, the weekend. this is
7: insane. Every single day here has been like upper 70s, lower 80s, and the low 50s at night. So the bonfires have been, you know, it's, it's that lake life that, you know, you don't get that. We're uh, out on the East Coast, you know, it's a lot of humidity, crazy mosquitoes hasn't been too bad here, it's been kind. So
0: now, uh, you know, this event really, uh, Rich Pond has, has started this 10 years ago and skateboarding started this event, but it's so much more than that. How long, or let's talk about how'd you start skating and what got you into it, into it in the beginning?
7: You know, I was, uh, I was probably six years old, I was living in Maryland and I remember this kid in uh, the same street, he had this little yellow plastic banana board and immediately i was just like what is that thing so his older brother would put tie a rope to the back of his bmx bike around the seat and he'd pull us through the neighborhood and we'd be holding on to this thing (laughs) speed wobbles just the worst you'd be trying to get over to the curb just so you'd be able to like slam into the grass and so those were the first steps i'd come home beat up my parents were like "Eh, no you're not getting a skateboard uh, a few years later, 12 years old, um, finally got that skateboard for Christmas, and uh, it's just I've been hooked my whole life. Um, yeah, I I couldn't imagine anything else but skateboarding.
0: And and you know it, it's a very common thread because with Scott Ray and I when we were talking, um, Scott Ray Blue Room Surfboards uh, continues to. Uh, make skateboarding and, and snowboarding a part of his life. When folks would ask me, you know, how'd you turn pro or how'd this happen? I just never quit. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the ebb and the flow of it, yep. you never quit. And you're very similar because you never quit. We no. met, what, early mid 90s, like skating Metro Trend and yep. stuff like that Absolutely. when you came up to Michigan, and we've been friends ever since.
7: I even remember in the mid 80s going to some Albies contests over on the east side, like Mount Clemens mm-hmm. and, uh, um, I think that's where I entered my first street contest. I was probably 15 years old, and I didn't have much. I mean, it was just like there were some quarter pipes set up, and like the real good guys were getting up on the quarter pipe, but I think I was trying like trying an ollie air walk and like a no comply in the parking lot and just came in like probably close to dead last. I don't even remember. but. Um, yeah, those, those were the days. I remember uh, skating this backyard ramp in Fraser. Uh, one side almost went to vert, and the other side was kind of like still a mini ramp. But, you know, just uh, going to Sarnia, those places, I, I have such great memories of being 15, 16 years old, living here and skateboarding. But then... After that, I ended up moving back to Northern Virginia, and that's where I discovered Cedar Crest. And uh, a lot of people you've talked to here, like Derek. Derek was going to Cedar Crest back in the day. Um, Mike Mapp just dropped the uh, Blood and Steel documentary for mm-hmm. Cedar Crest recently. Um, that. just a great story. There's a million stories to be told, but that was a fantastic story put together there. Well, and here at Party at the Pond, you know, it's bringing a lot of
0: that backyard ramp feel. to a a little bit of a wider audience, along with the the Florida bird series, the renegade bird series. It's a backyard ramp vibe, like a party. Even though it's a contest, it's more about the
7: camaraderie and and the brotherhood. Yeah, it is not even a contest because these guys with the uh, you know Bob Umble's out here somewhere, and uh, he he hosts the Renegade Vert series, and they've been coming up and down the East Coast recently doing their contests, and great turnouts. But when you come out to these party at the ponds, the super sessions that Peter's been throwing in Kentucky, um, it's all the same guys. It's 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 just the brotherhood, and it, it's I may have slowed down my self skating vert right now. Um, you know, I've had injuries. I, life you know just just the whole nine but anyways it just for me though these this is my brotherhood these are my friends fidel pond you guys it's great to see you we go way back and uh this is this is where i need to be this this is my people
0: right on well, we're here at Party at the Ponds 10. Kyle, thank you so much for taking a minute to hang out. And it's great to see you, dude.
7: Yeah, like, you, like too, man. you see no, the
0: goosebumps. No. Yeah, look at the goosebumps. Go. You're a brother, man. And then, you know, we're gonna have more to come from here at Party at the Ponds 10, but it is just a bonus to have Kyle Tabor a part of this show. Cause he's been a part of my life for a long time. And uh, I'm just stoked, man. Thank you. Sick, thank you. So there you have it, Party at the Ponds a very unique event here in Michigan. People come from all over the world, as you saw. You heard from Bob Pribble, Mike Conroy, Peter Fernay, And it was just awesome. I am so honored to be here and to bring the Stoke to you guys. I mean, this show was special for me and I hope it was special for you. You saw that skateboarding is more than just riding a useless wooden toy. There is so much more to that. The camaraderie, the positivity, the life lessons. And so, with that, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the drop in today. And just, you know, get out there and find your stoke. And just enjoy life, man. That's what I'm going to do. So I am Gerald Valley, and this is the drop in.